Hello everyone, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today we have a great opportunity to speak to a man who's built his business around real estate. So if you've ever wanted to build a real estate empire, stay tuned because we got some great information for you. Coming to you from San Antonio, Texas, welcome to The Creative Entrepreneur, a podcast created to help entrepreneurs build their business. Branding, marketing, analytics, positioning, and lead generation, plus interviews with other business owners to learn from their successes and failures. Now, here is your host, Abel Garza. Welcome back, everyone, to The Creative Entrepreneur. Today, we have a special guest. He is the owner of L2BNB. He's on active duty and started his business when he was very young. So now at age 36, he does this full-time, and he's focused around real estate. So I'm really curious to know about how he runs his business. Please help us welcome Mr. Christopher Lopez. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Abel? Man, I'm doing outstanding. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I'm really excited to find out how you got started. So tell me a little bit about L2BNB. Yeah, I'm into the luxury vacation rentals. Uh, we kind of enjoy terming ourselves as the Ritz of the Airbnb. Uh, and the company's name is L2BNB, and um, we're a national company that hosts, uh, we actually buy in our master lease homes and turn them into five-star luxury experiences in the form of a, a vacation rental. So is that how it differs from Airbnb? So you, know, so you Airbnb just has all kinds of rentals. Is it is this specifically geared towards luxury? It is. And the thing is about what's different about Airbnb is that they they look for people to host um, their homes on Airbnb. Um, how we use how we use things is we actually own the homes or we master lease the homes, meaning that we lease it from homeowners, the actual homes, and then we furnish it ourselves and we management. We manage the home in its entirety, and our customer base interacts with our brand directly. When you type in vacation homes in Google, Airbnb comes up at the top of the list. Are you guys using a similar platform, or is this desktop-based? Yeah, currently we have a web app, so it's you know it's all it's all through our website, and uh, we're actually doing a we're actually remodeling, restructuring the whole entire website right now to make it more user-friendly, and then we'll be publishing an app in the probably about February of next year. That's amazing. So it's called L2 BNB. What is the L2? Um, we, <laughs> I was struggling for the longest time to come up with a name, and I was looking for luxury and leisure to kind of incorporate that, and we came up with L2 as the means of calling it you know, L2 BNB, so luxury, leisure, and it kind of put us in, like, we termed ourselves as the next level of travel, uh, meaning that you know BNBs exist; they're all out there. But we t- we like to to value ourselves as being the next level of BNB, the next level of experience to where this market is actually going. You know, this is such a fantastic idea. It's so original. What pain in the market does this resolve? Yeah. So when so one time I was only going on vacation to uh, on on Christmas vacation, and my friends were telling me to look at Airbnb to find like a vacation rental. I went on the platform and I saw homes that were kind of nice, but I kind of questioned the validity of them. So you'd see a nice pictures, nice home, bad ratings. Just it was there was no consistency in the platform when I was personally trying to look for a vacation rental for myself. So I went and you know opted not to use Airbnb uh, for that, and I liked hotels. 
And during my vacation, I was like, I wish they had a hotel kind of luxury brand that was like vacation rentals that everybody can use and and go have those these experiences that you know exist out there. Because traveling in a vacation rental is so much. It's so different than staying in a hotel. Like you get to have different experiences, and you know you have you have access to privacy and 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 luxury and and can bring all your family members and they're not split between you know hotel rooms like you can actually have an experience with your friends and family under one roof so when you type in mansions in airbnb prices range anywhere between fourteen hundred dollars and six thousand dollars so how do you compete with a multi-billion dollar company like airbnb yeah, so we've partnered with a lot of companies uh, such as Restoration Hardware. Uh, we cut our costs, you know, tremendously. Uh, we have concierge. We have, you know, we have we have people that actually we have drivers. We have chefs. We have real world experiences in these homes, and we've used locals, you know, local chefs, local drivers, local, you know, concierge, local managers to kind of bring those, you know, experiences where they, it's a. And these locals give, you know, they know the ins and outs of the cities, such as San Antonio, where, you know, they know where all the, the taquerias are or the, the places to go, like the hot Mexican restaurants that are up and coming or are all the experiences that locals have. They bring this experience to these homes and we're utilizing, you know, each local staff to bring in those different experiences to these homes. So, so local tra- so travels that are coming, you know, across the United States or even the world sometimes can have a true experience and they leave the home. Like some, some of them don't want to leave the home. Like a lot of them want to extend their stay because the experience is just so great. And they feel like they're missing out on things that they didn't plan to see. Yeah, man, that sounds like a relative of mine. <laughs> what is your role with this company? I mean, CEOs, they lead the direction as to where the company is going to go. How are you leading this company? Yeah. So I'm the CEO of the company. Um, we have a team of 20 people right now. Um, a lot of our employees just come from I, just word of mouth. Um, a lot of our company, a lot of our employees are veterans. Uh, I'm I'm a veteran of the United States Army myself, so um, I, I get, we're building a culture right now, and we're just finding people by word of mouth that kind of align with our culture and our beliefs and what we're what we're trying to do with this company. And it, and it just seems, seems to work. Like people are passionate about travel right now. People want to experience it. And a lot of our employees, you know, they've, they've, they've either been host on Airbnb or they've worked in hospitality in some form or fashion. And they're just really excited to see this type of service come into play where we can give it out to the, to the majority of those who travel. For somebody who's getting started, who wants to go into real estate, wants to start purchasing homes, maybe a similar idea of what you're doing, what right now is is the best advice that you could give them? I would say look at the market in which you plan to invest in. Um, Ideally with all these vacation rentals, like where you would want to raise a family or or to live ideally, or doesn't always align with a vacation rental. Um, Most of the most of the vacation spots that you know people want to go and visit are like downtown, which doesn't normally have like good schools and good and good things of that nature. So, going to find like very luxurious or even kind of you know mid-level luxury homes in the middle or near downtown is, is sometimes in your it works in your favor because some of these homes stay on the market for you know one to two years. And when you go and offer them, say, hey, I'll, I'll lease this home from you for, you know, say one or two years, 
I'll furnish it. I'll put it, you know, put it on the market, uh, take it off the market, lease it to me. And you had the ability to sublease it to your, to your, you know, your customer base or on Airbnb or whatnot. And then you could turn around, you know, make what you put into it plus, you know, maybe 50% on what, on your revenue. Exactly. Each month, Not each month, but like over a year. Cause when I first started out, I would invest and do these things this way. And our break even point was at four to five months, but I would be, I'd, I'd start netting after that. You know, I, on some homes I've been making at least 150 to $200,000 a year on a, on a luxury home, but it might cost me, you know, 40, $50,000 to get into the home and get everything started. Um, which could be scary if you're not owning a home and you're putting all this money into something, you don't like initially going into it, you're like you like, what am I doing? Like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know if this is going to work. And you start having these feelings and emotions and anxieties that <laughs> kind of tie into it, but you got to know the market. You got to do your research. I mean, I, I definitely have my 10,000 hours and putting in the work and looking for real estate. Um, you can just go on I mean, go online and just kind of see how others are doing. Hotels are the big favor that works in your favor. They do all these analysis, right? Mm-hmm. So when a hotel goes and they have their prices set, like they do an analysis on the market. They understand what the travel patterns are. So when you go in there, look at what apartment, all right, look at what hotels are doing and say, okay, well, if I go for a home that provides the accommodation of three hotel rooms, then I should be able to get at a minimum this amount of money and start searching for homes that kind of align with the hotels that are in, in that, in that area. And then you can turn around and, you know, make a a wise investment and work the terms and conditions with the owner to, to make sure you're profitable. So, I mean, research is huge. I mean, that's super important, especially if you're going into something that you're not really familiar with. But if you go in and you do your research, not only are you doing the secondary, but if you do some primary research and you're going out there and you're actually feeling the market, because a lot of times secondary information won't give you that feel. But once you go in there, start making those phone calls and actually feeling that market, then you can kind of sense the direction of where it's going to go. And so that is a great, that's great advice on how you can start in real estate or basically any business. So I'd like to know, Throughout the trajectory of your career, I know you've been doing this for a while now. You've been purchasing homes since you were younger. Right. And just, I guess, recently you've really focused on this. Am I, am I correct by saying that? Yeah. So I've been, in, I've been doing short-term rentals for uh, a little over five years um, and really been doing uh, the company for about three years. So it, it took – I progressed. You know, I went from long-term rentals to – I had a really nice inventory of long-term rentals. I had a company that came to me and said, Hey, like you have these homes. We like to rent them from you. Uh, We'll pay you three times the asking rate of rent and we'll pay it a lump sum every six months. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. This is, is this a scam? Like, is, is this real? Uh, But what they were doing is they were renting it from me and then turning around and putting like, you know, if your house burns down, you're displaced family members for insurance companies. They were utilizing my inventory to put those types of, you know, those types of situations into my home and they'd furnish it and they do all these things. And then they would make a ton of money off of that with the insurance companies. So once I found out about that, I really started doing my due diligence and figuring out what this short-term rental game is about. And, um, 
lo and behold, I, I went all in and it, and it worked. So would you say that at, I guess, five years ago was your aha moment? Was that the, the moment that you said, man, this could be, this is a viable option. I could definitely do this. Yeah, I think that was. I, I think that was a moment in my time in my life to where I was like, you know, I want to do something with what this real estate that I'm have and what I'm doing. And I, I, always, I always tell people all the time, like, I, I just feel like I positioned myself to get lucky. And I, that was a, what I did with that luck was capitalize off of it and build and do research and figure out how this became and how I can make this a better opportunity. Because like, like you say, it was an aha moment. It was a moment to where, you know, I'm either going to make something of this or I'm just going to ride this small luck until it just burns out. And then I'm back to long-term renting again when I really didn't want to do that. No, I understand it. You know, you have this, trajectory of of everything that you're doing you had your moment where you realized everything you started doing it. you're just like i did my research what challenges were you faced with when you started this yeah the worst moment i ever had in my life um if anybody out there has ever tried to raise money to support your dream i had um had raised quite a you know significant amount of money like you know multiple seven figures and I got a guarantee to locked in uh, that this funds were going to come in. We had one final, you know, due diligence, sit down with the with their lawyers, and we kind of just, you know, started discussing uh, the terms and conditions and how everything was going to look. And that meeting just blew up in our face. Um, they were asking ridiculous questions that had nothing to do with the venture. Um, it just it. It, I left that meeting feeling like overwhelmed, like I just ran a marathon. Um, we lost the we lost the money. We didn't commit to it. Um, I just I felt embarrassed. I felt like um, no, I felt down because I had all these ambitions to do so much with this money and to apply it to this. Like that's all I needed. That's how I felt at the time. I was like, this is all I need is this money, and I can do it. I'm gonna blow it away. I'm gonna be a billion dollar company. We're all excited and. In reality, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. So you, like, you do your bootstrapping now. I mean, of course, the conditions, if they're going to give you money, they're going to want these conditions, and sometimes they're yeah. just not what you expect out of, yeah. of the money. And, and uh, you know, I've done these pitch decks, and if they're going to give you money, they want to know that you're on the top of your yeah. game. And I've <laughs> been, there's been several of them where I come out of there dejected, feeling like I bombed that test. What is it right now that you're super excited about? Right now, I'm super excited that I just landed a deal. Uh, it's a $100 million deal. We just did a partnership that we just landed. Um, I'm excited to remain bootstrapped, to remain, you know, we, we've gone through the processes to get here. Like, I, I just tell people all the time, you got to go through the process, right? You got to go through the ups, you got to go through the downs, you got to go through the, the nights where you don't, like, you're thinking, like, I'm going to have to turn everything off. Like, I don't have any money in the bank. It's going to fail. I'm excited that we got through all that and that we're profitable. We're seven figures. You know, we're, we're moving in multiple directions. And this partnership is putting us in the next level to to do something and have a bigger impact. And that's all I want to do is like have an impact on the way people travel and they can have different experiences. And I'm excited about that. My team's excited about that. And we know that there's more heartache and more like long nights ahead of us, but we're excited about it. We're excited to take on, you know, the next, the next stage of, you know, being a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. And the more equity you can hold on to, yeah. The better. 
Yeah. You know, I ran into a, a gentleman. He he has um, he has a company here in San Antonio. He said, "Don't be so quick to relinquish your equity. I mean, hold yeah. on to it." And and you did you did that. That's probably the best thing that ever happened. Is that you didn't get that money from those venture capitalists or angel uh, investors, and now you have all that equity. What is the best advice right now that that you could you'd say that uh, you've received over your career from somebody, maybe uh, a mentor? Yeah, I think I think the thing that lit the fuse for me to even invest in real estate was, you know, I was overseas in the initial invasion of Iraq, and um, for this 2003, this this you know, for the actual. Um, the recent Iraq, not that old. So. <laughs> but, Actually, yeah, so I was I, there too. Where were you at? <laughs> um, I was in, um, well, I was all over. So we did the initial invasion, went up, went hooked around, was in like Connikin and Balad area. Um, oh, just wow. all <laughs> I guess, well, everybody was in, in, in Baghdad, so. Yeah, we did through <laughs> Baghdad, did some time there. It was, it was a long deployment, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a I had an officer tell me I was enlisted at the time. Uh, he's like, when we get back, don't buy a new car, like, and don't buy like rims and ridiculous things. He's like, buy real estate. And I was I was like, twenty years old. I was like, well, I'm not gonna buy real estate. I can't afford it. And I I was talking down to myself. And throughout the course of that time, he he showed me and he taught me the way. But what he did was he told me and showed me to be prepared and how to prepare for something. I think entrepreneurs out there have great ideas, but they feel the unwillingness to to action these ideas and dreams because they just don't feel like they're prepared. Um, it's it's you got to financially prepare, you got to physically, mentally, emotionally prepare for these things. Um, if you really want to be successful, like you have to get you have to go in on your self development, you have to go in all in on your financial responsibilities, and prepare for yourself to to be successful as an entrepreneur. Um, even if you do all those things, right, like you're still at risk of not succeeding, but you're, I think you have more likely to succeed if you do follow those steps and you do take care of yourself. Cause, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, I didn't realize that I, how much self-development was going to, it was going to take on my own part to develop myself as a person, as an, you know, as an individual, physically, emotionally, you know, intellectually, like it, it took so much and it still takes so much in order for me to build myself to be at the next level. Um, and again, all those things, those things, all those things I started off with, those fundamentals, they sustain and they grow with me as I become more and more successful in this venture. So you're, you're, habits the habits that you've acquired yeah. over the years uh and and taking the advice of of your mentor right um, which actually a mentor of mine actually told me to do the exact same thing when <laughs> i was about that age he's like just yeah. wherever you deploy to buy a house and i'm like you're crazy man i do no buy no house what happens you know yeah. I, to me i was thinking oh you know how am I going to pay for it if I leave? And, yeah. and there's so many things. And of course, during the housing market, everything was all crazy. But right. that was that was amazing that he gave you that advice and that you followed through with it because a lot of people won't, they'll take, the, they'll look at the advice and they'll be like, eh, you know, it's not for yeah. me or, or whatever. But you found that and you saw that uh, over the years, you, you know, you're purchasing these houses. Uh, is there, is there a certain habit that you're doing now? that you weren't doing before that. You yeah. I, I think like, you know, I think I've been all in, in some aspect of 
like I'm like physically right. Like I used to go to the gym like twice a day and working out nonstop all the time, which didn't give me room to to read books or to do certain things, or I was always exhausted. Like, like I think you can lean too hard into one direction of, you know, trying to be holistically sound and trying to grow professionally. Like I've had to find a balance between, you know, family time, you know, like I had to spend time with my kids and going to their events and then reading books and, you know, being physically fit and then, you know, being a CEO and, you know, you know, thinking of new strategies and ideas to put us, propel us in a direction, you know, for the next steps. And I think you just got to find a balance on all that. You can't lean, you know, one way or the other, like on the ship, you know, if you put too much cargo in the front of a ship, it's going to sink. Like it has to be, you have to be balanced throughout and get ready to ride the waves that like lie ahead of you. It's interesting that you say direction because most CEOs and leaders, that's what they're doing. They're thinking about they're thinking about the direction of the company and that's exactly right. what you're doing. What kind of software are you guys using to facilitate the advancement of your business? Yeah. So we started off by utilizing uh, other platforms like Airbnb, VRBO and all the other 80 sites that are out there. And um, I just feel like I'm a, I'm an engineer by trade. So I, I went to school for it. I, I'm, you know, like I'm, I, I'm a tech guy first. Um, so what I did is, kind of pulled away from there and started building organic, you know, software to our company. Um, one that builds our, our intellectual property and our ability to, you know, to off those assets if need be or to to sell them or like extend them to our partners. Um, so I really look at building the company organically and not really utilizing and leaning on other companies to provide us a service. So uh, most of our tech is is organic to our company. Is this consistent with scheduling? Uh, is it all done internally as well? Exactly. So scheduling, like it's it's a <laughs> it's a mad process of uh, even like the way we interact with our, our initial people are inquiring. It's all AI. Um, after you know, we respond to certain you know inquiries that are that the AI doesn't pick up, and then then my guys are being on like those inquiries and they can respond to them accordingly. Um, yeah. So when somebody actions, you know, actually books a home, it goes through a process of automation and there's people there that are like, you know, actioning something like a checkout. So somebody checks out of a home, like they're prompted they know when the checkout schedules are, the check-in schedules, they know like everything in its entirety and they can run, and make the company and processes as passive as possible. That way we don't have to rely on human error to, to like, Oh, I didn't schedule that cleaning and now 50 homes are not clean. So I look at scalability and automation has always been that answer for us to scale the company and scale the process, scale like every single thing that we do by automation. You're talking about scaling it. How many people do you have on your team right now? We have 20 people on our team right now. You have 20 people. That's 20. amazing. So when you're looking for a team, we're looking for somebody to join the team. Right. What is it that you're looking for? I, I, I think I just look for culture, right? So culture, motivation. Um, we're not looking for somebody to come work a nine to five and then just go home and, you know, come back and just kind of work a mundane shift. Like a lot of our, a lot of our, you know, employees are entrepreneurs at heart in some way or for, or some way or fashion. Like, like they're, entrepreneurs 
but they could definitely be entrepreneurs. Like they could definitely, they or they have started their own companies and been successful in some way or some capacity, and then they want to, you know, be a part of something they believe in and just, just aligns with what their goals and their ambitions are for their next phases of their life. Yeah, that's a fantastic approach to building a team. Have you read any good books lately? I have. I've read. Uh, so I'm, I'm really fascinated by the hotel industry and how like they build these. You know, crazy awesome like places in the middle of some of the most you know, <laughs> the most craziest real estate in the world like uh, New York City downtown you know Manhattan how they build such beautiful hotels down there but there's this one company I've always been fascinated about and it's always been like the four seasons and right now I'm reading the story of uh, business philosophy from uh, I- Isidore Sharp and he's the founder, chairman, and CEO of, or former CEO of uh, Four Seasons. He, he started off and inherited uh, his kind of a construction mindset and his company from his dad and started, you know, building, you know, apartment complexes, building, you know, just different, you know, residential real estate. And then he built a, a hotel for one of his buddies and got really fascinated by you know, the hotel industry and just, you know, started from scratch and just got lucky a lot. <laughs> and now he's a world brand with, you know, with over, you know, billions of dollars in revenue and just he created something that was very special and they define luxury when it becomes, you know, when it comes to a hotel. Like, you know, when you go to a Four Seasons, you're going to have a certain type of experience. And that kind of aligns with, and it doesn't, it doesn't kind of, it does align with exactly how I feel about what we're doing. So are you guys doing any kind of advertising or marketing to get more visibility for your business? We do. We just hired a we have uh, we just hired a marketing team to take on, you know, all of our social media, all of our, you know, our Google Analytics, our website development, our like in every aspect of marketing, we we just started that. So we're going to start seeing a lot more commercials. Um, we have videographers, photographers going out there and, and shooting our homes and and the areas in which we operate. So we're, we're doing big campaigns right now leading to the holiday season, and then we'll start campaigning for summer and spring break travel as well. Well, you know, if you have anything in San Antonio or Austin, you know, great bug photography is available. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Awesome. <laughs> and we're, we're headquartered at Austin, so. Oh, yeah. Awesome. We have plenty, plenty of access. Awesome. we got to get you out to an event or something. Absolutely. I love going to events. I get to spread the gray bug cheer. So how can people get a hold of you if they have any questions or if they want to stay in a luxury home? Yeah, so they can visit our website at www.l, the number two, and then bnb, that's bravo, nancy, bravo, dot com. And if they want to get a hold of me, they can contact me at k-r-i-s-t-o-p-h-e-r dot l-o-p-e-z at l2bnb.com. Well, guys, you heard it from the man himself. You can reach out to him if you have any questions. If you're planning a vacation, be sure to visit them. I'd like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on to The Creative Entrepreneur. You're an inspiration to me and our listeners. Thank you very much, and best of luck to you and your business. Thank you. There you go, guys. Another amazing entrepreneur with a creative idea who's building a business. Remember, it's important to do your research, build a team, and find your purpose. If you want to learn more from our amazing guests, Be sure to subscribe. We'll have another episode next Thursday. So for now, keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to The Creative Entrepreneur. Please click the show notes for additional information. 
Want to know more? Click on the subscribe button and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting us at tcepodcast.net.